Hello and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bases Loaded. Bases Loaded is a fantasy baseball podcast. I'm your host, Mike Curland. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curland. So tonight, I'm joined. I actually have one of my co-hosts, my usual co-host with me, Zach. You can follow him on Twitter at BravZ. Zach, how you doing? Doing good, man. It's been a while. It's good to be back talking some baseball with you. We were off for a whole week. It's been a week and a half now, but since George couldn't come, we, we brought a special guest, and a lot of people have been in, interested in his work. He's grown crazy amounts on Twitter. We know him as Mike, even though I'm Mike. We know him as Mike as well. And you might, you might better know him as SP Streamer. Mike, SP Streamer, wherever you want to be called. Welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you. How yeah. you doing, buddy? Good, man. Thanks for having me. It's my first ever pod, so. Popping the cherry. <laughs> Hopefully this goes well. <laughs> uh, if it doesn't, I mean, it's so late in baseball season, only the true diehards are listening anyway. <laughs> That's true. And hopually we built somewhat of a base to where they kind of expect mediocrity at this point. They should know better. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, though, Mike, appreciate you coming on. Now tell these guys a little bit about what you do and where they can find you. I think I mentioned it, but reiterate. Yeah, um, I'm mainly on Twitter at SPStreamer, and basically my account targets um, just giving advice for what streamer to pick every day based on matchup and a million other different things, but I usually give one to two options per day and uh, basically just try and help everybody out. And... Now I remember first start. I, I followed you. I was like one of one of your first like hundred followers. I was I was in there, and I didn't even know that. <laughs> I was one because dude, you just started this year, didn't you? Yeah, it's my first year. And when I first like maybe I was one, within the first two hundred because I like I remember approaching you like you mentioned writing. I was like, hey, come join us at the FSGN, you know, like right. Yeah. And this was before you know this was before people. It was cool to follow you, and. It's just, it's crazy. I've been kind of like, you know, and we've kept in touch since I, I offered up, you know, this opportunity a while back and you were just waiting for the time to be right. But it's just cool to see how much you've grown. I mean, and we've grown quite a bit as well. It's just, it's just kind of cool. We kind of got in at ground levels similarly and it's cool to see, see you succeeding so well. I mean, what, like, I don't know, man, I'm just, it's kind of cool. Congratulations at the same time. But did you expect any of this? Uh. Honestly, not at all. Um, every t- the first time I had a thousand followers, even two thousand, I actually said it that uh, when I started the year, I would have been happy ending up with two hundred followers. So it's kind of crazy that I kept going up and up and up. Um, I think I got lucky a couple times though. Um, had a couple tweets that kind of went a little viral, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm feel kind of blessed. I mean. I guess what I try and do is be really personable with everyone and try to answer everyone's questions. And that pretty much helps a lot. I think. Oh, that, that definitely dude. If people, if people can, if people can get advice, but then on top of that, ask you questions and you actually answer them. I know Eric cross is a big one who does like answer as many questions as he can. And you see people come back for more and that just helps build your brand. Cause then people start retweeting your stuff, start, you know, word of mouth and heck I've, tw- I've tagged you and things like, Hey, People ask me streamer questions and I send them your way because you give and you always give like solid streamer advice. You always go deeper, especially because all the streamers that you, you give out streamers are what 40, 40 or 30% low less uh, 30% and under. Yeah. So and a lot of leagues, I know the leagues I play in all those streamers are actually guys that I would, I look at. And that's why when people ask me streamer questions or pitcher questions, I'm like, Hey, 
I'll ship them your way. No problem. Now. Okay. Last question actually about you and then we'll get into the material. What, what, what made you want to start all this? What made you kind of say, you know what, this is a good time. Let's just do this. Yes. So I always played fantasy baseball and, um, I actually joined a league maybe four years ago and the league, it's a points league and it really relies on, you know, starting pitching and you get a lot of points for wins. So I was introduced to streaming because you basically have to stream in the league to win essentially. We'll help you win. So um, I was really bad at it. And every time I streamed a pitcher, they did terrible. And that was basically, I think, because of, you know, due to lack of research. So eventually I got tired of it and decided to kind of educate myself. And the following years, I did a lot better with it. And I realized that I felt like no one really specifically uh, owns in on streaming, especially Twitter-wise. Um, so I decided to start one. And that's what, how it all began. <laughs> and like I said, and you, you've done pretty well. I mean, you've put the, and now it's kind of taking another step. You, you have this like amazing, like awesome list you have. Like, I mean, this like graph you put together and has that proven to be successful? Like through your trial and error now? You know, I don't think I've had it around long enough. Um, I used to, I used to just kind of research it on my own and I, I like to review every time I started doing that too, uh, kind of like recap charts. Mm. Um, so I feel like it's good when you review pitchers every day because then you start to catch them as they get hot or do things differently. Um, and if they start, you know, changing, you know, what pitchers they're throwing more, if their velocity is going up. Um, so I think that helped me a lot and that's why I did more so in the past. And then I started this chart and so far, it's actually been pretty accurate when it comes to the top three, top four on it. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll see where it goes from there. But maybe I mean, start refining it because I noticed you put like yeah, I keep changing it little by little. Yeah, um, and, then, and then you'll add like a lot of names, and you'll go really deep. And of course, the deeper you go, the less likely, no matter how well they chart out, or you're still throwing darts when you get to like those ten percent own and less guys. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, yeah. it's it's baseball, so anything can happen. Yeah, I mean, no. I like I benched Marquez when his start against the Dodgers at home. And I mean, who wouldn't? Crazy against them. So, I mean, yeah, anything can happen. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. It's working out. I have a pretty pretty decent record. So Yeah, I mean, some might, some might call it beginner's luck. But, <laughs> no, nah, man, it's obviously proven successful. Keep up the good work. Zach, I've been stealing all of it. Do you have any other questions or did I cover everything? Because I'm a talker and, you, and we all know it. You really are the talker. Um, but no, you covered everything. Uh, no, Mike, you've been, been doing some great work. I know a lot of people have been enjoying uh, following all your tweets and everything this season. Um, all we need to find is now a, a hitter streamer account and then. <laughs> yeah, <get> right. <laughs> or a catcher streamer. Yeah. <laughs> catchers, catchers are like tight ends. They don't count. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Since it's football season, they figure a little football reference, but back to baseball. Now, I forgot to mention this at the top of the show. This is episode 39, almost hit 40 episodes on the season. Uh, we are going to just talk some – we're going to hit some news and notes, and we're going to talk playoff strategy. Now, I know some playoffs might have started this week, so I apologize if we're a little late. Maybe we can help you into your second week, you know, your semifinals or whatnot. But we're going to talk some overall, just some strategy, maybe some players off the waiver wire worth mentioning. 
we're going to let, you know, SP streamer here, AKA Mike touch on some, some of the pitchers that he likes going into the weeks, a couple weeks into the uh, playoffs and just see what happens. Now, as far as news and notes go, we'll jump right in a couple injuries tonight. Actually, Adam Eaton left tonight's game after being hit by a pitch. He initially stayed in the game, but then exited the game and went to the trainer's room. Ah, <sighs> This is the time of year where, yeah, well, this is, he's, dude, like, honestly, I didn't realize how good he's been doing. I have zero. I was going to say, he's been hot, too. I've had zero, I have zero shares. I had zero idea how well he was doing until somebody on Twitter actually asked me, Eaton or Murphy, rest of season. And that, obviously, and I try to give educated answers like you do, like anybody else does. So I looked him up and I was like, wow, Eaton's been like a top 25 player over the last month in Roto. Because that's, again, that's where I kind of look up my stuff. I'm a big Roto guy, which we'll address later. This is a big deal. I mean, he's been helping carry teams and even in points leagues and playoffs, obviously, because he's – I always thought he was better in points leagues anyway. Um, I just – obviously, we'll see where it goes. Not really much to say about that. I mean, no real updates. And Urshela, same thing. He's more day-to-day, not believed to be serious. He left tonight's game with left groin tightness. I'm, I'm more curious about your thoughts on Andrew Bantendi. He's dealing with a left side discomfort. I believe he left like what, a few days ago, like over the weekend. It's, he's considered day-to-day. They're playing in the NL, so he's not, there's no DH. He's not playing. But I don't know. Like Come Monday, like, if he's not, he's not going on the DL yet or IL, but I don't know. I mean, he's not droppable yet. But the second any of these guys get hurt or stay hurt or are hurt, it's almost like this is the season to drop these great names. Like, have you guys heard anything? Am I missing something about Ben Attendee? <laughs> I haven't heard too much, honestly. I mean, it's unfortunate he's he's missed a, a really good series at Colorado. Um, that would have been nice to have him this week. Um, but, no, I haven't heard too much about him. It doesn't seem like it's overly serious. But like you said, I mean, Ben Attendee, you're really he's, – he's more of the flashy name than the numbers right now, just not somebody that I'm all too excited about the uh, rest of the season. Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully it's not anything serious, but like I said, this is not somebody I'm overly ecstatic about rest of the year. Yeah. He's been pretty disappointing this year. Um, I actually have a share of him in one of my leagues and he's been so up and down. Yeah, um, lack of power, I, lack of stolen bases. It's, it's yeah. Amazing. I, he wanted him to do a little bit of everything. That's what you're hoping to get. And he hasn't really been doing much. Um, I've only seen day to day though. I haven't really, I feel like no real news has come out for him yet. I was just making sure I didn't miss something because again, like we were just talking about, he's been such a disappointment. He was already like, you're starting him for the upside at this point anyway. And he's, but it's close to like, obviously if he hits the IL, I feel like if anybody hits the IL right now, you can drop them no matter who they are because there's so little season left. But that kind of actually transitions perfectly into Jose Ramirez. Obviously, he's a drop, out for season, broken handmate mode, and that just sucks. <laughs> There's no real fantasy analysis there. He was – actually, you know what? Let's, go, let's, let's actually break a little bit. 2020, where do you think you'll be drafting Jose Ramirez? Oof. Yeah, I know. I, 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 told, I said I wouldn't do this, but I'm doing it. I, him, I can't help myself. Him getting hurt is – oh, my God. That, that makes it so much harder for next year. Um. I mean, I, how much? How much? You gotta, does, you gotta assume he goes second round and the latest, still, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean he's I still got the power. Good spot for him. Yeah, especially with the strong second half, the kind of 
brought people back in terms of believing in him um, after that rough first half. And you know the upside he has. The power has come back. Uh, he seems back to uh, back to normal. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think instead of what, he was going mid-first round this year? Yeah. Early, like third, fourth overall sometimes. Yeah. I would say second, mid-second maybe. I mid-second. mean, it's just hard because he technically had one full year worth of a season where he was horrible. Yeah, I was terrible the end of the last, yeah, the second half last year. Terrible Mm -hmm. the first half this year. So it's kind of hard to. You can't ignore that. Is he everything in? Is he kind of in between being terrible and how good he was a couple years ago? You know, maybe maybe he maybe that what was he twenty thirty or twenty like mid twenties home runs thirty home runs or thirty stolen bases a couple years before that. Yeah, and then he had the breakout like two years ago, and then or whatever it was. I'm losing track of my years with him. I only asked because he was again he was pushing he was making this push and I saw some people having him in the first round of next year and I just can't get behind him as a first rounder now the injury makes it a lot easier but let me ask you guys because I put a Twitter poll out there I'll surprise by the results but would you rather have Jose Ramirez next year or Fernando Tatis? Yeah, I saw that poll. I was surpri- I was personally surprised by the results. I, I would take Tatis. Over yeah, I, I picked Tatis as well. And I picked Ramirez. And I expect, <laughs> but see, I expected it to be like 60-40, 65-35. I expected it to be in favor of Tatis. And it was actually in favor of Ramirez. This was before the injury. But now they've both been injured. Both have similar upsides. Like the only similar difference- upsides. The thing that's frustrating about Tatis, I mean, he's had what, like two or three injuries this year that's kind of kept him on the shelf. Um, I'm hoping this isn't um, a common occurrence moving forward, but something to be uh, to take take caution with. Um, but yeah, this Ramirez injuries. What was it? it? Was it was the handmate injury? Correct. Yeah, he'll be he'll be fine. Come the yeah, he next season. Fine. I mean, we've seen guys like Olsen come back strong. I was going to say Olsen that. was fine, so he should be fine. Um, but the Tatis, that was, that was more – that's a back injury. I mean, that, that's something that could linger. We've seen guys like Yelich, um, David Wright. Uh, You're missing a big one right now. He's on the shelf. What's that? Same position. It can't seem to ever get right with his back, and that's Carlos Correa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Damn and, massage. And, and Yeah, that massage. Strong masseuse. I need me one of those. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But it, but seriously though, I mean, Korea is what twenty three, twenty four years old. Tatis is a little younger, but if he's already showing back problems, obviously he offers speed that Korea doesn't. But overall, it's like you gotta wonder: is it gonna be the same type of issues? Both young, both similar, both similar injuries. Like, is Tatis gonna go down that route? He's a very aggressive player too. Yeah. Yep, it's concerning. Exactly. I wasn't really, wasn't really expecting to go down that route, but I couldn't help myself when I was like, I was like, Jose Ramirez is such a fun topic to discuss. Uh, a few other minor injuries, because again, not enough known. Uh, Kepler was scratched tonight due to right knee soreness. I mean, that would be a huge blow to the Twins in general. Kepler was a, has been has had a huge breakout year. Uh, Winker won't be won't return until September. If you're still if you still have Winker stashed, I personally wouldn't at this point. They're not gonna. They're not gonna rush him back. He's only twenty percent owned Yahoo leagues. I looked it up right before we got on, and they're not gonna rush him back. And when they bring him back, they're not gonna force him to play every day. They don't. They're not playing for anything. They're gonna try to keep him healthy. I would think for next year. So I don't know if I don't know if either of you guys are Winker guys or not, but I would definitely drop him. <laughs> Just <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
couple of interesting names, though, that are coming back. David Price is set to start on Sunday, and Carrasco is uh, also due to be activated. But he's going to be in a relief role. Do you trust – do either of you trust David Price going into next week? Obviously, he's – if you're in a daily league, Sunday – I don't, honestly, I don't know if I was starting the first day back, but in general, going back, say you're in the fantasy playoffs, it's a weekly – you're saying weekly lineup. Do you trust him enough to start setting him in your lineups the rest of the way? Do you know he's playing next week? It says he's supposed to start Sunday, this Sunday. He's supposed to be activated Sunday. So he would be a one-start pitcher next, next week. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's, it's a tough call with him. He's a frustrating player right now, too with all these injuries. Um, just feel like he could leave a start early any given time. Um, it's a tough it's a tough weekly play, in my opinion. He's a drop for me, honestly. He hasn't been great before the injury. He's like you mentioned, he's always a injury prone guy. Let's bring in the the the, the pitcher connoisseur, so to speak. <laughs> Mike, what do you think though? What do you are you what's your take on price? I personally think that he's – I would be starting him. I mean <laughs> – Complete <laughs> I mean, opposite. You guys, but uh, – <laughs> No, it's good, man. It's good. I like to hear – I want to hear uh, your, why you're confident compared to me and my counterpart over there. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, um, I think he still has the stuff. I, I honestly – I actually would have to see who his opponents are too. Um, but. Naturally. I mean, yeah, I think his ERA is above four, right? Yeah, uh, he isn't doing six right now. Right, he's got the Angels I'm, on Sunday. But I'm pretty sure he's been unlucky, if I'm right. I think his, I think his Sierra FIP and XFIP are all under four. Um, but I mean, the he's got that upside, and you know what it is? I think he he could definitely win you a week still. And how do you how do you bench that? You know what I mean? He could also lose you a week, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I guess it. I guess it depends how you like to play. I mean, I like to kind of. Uh, I prefer taking the risk and the upside. I mean, the guy's still averaging what ten strikeouts per nine. I mean, yeah, I would take that, I would take that all day. <laughs> okay, I shouldn't have said dropping him. I was being <laughs> over the top. I, I I pulled up his page, and he all his indicators suggest he's a sub four ERA guy. Yeah, he's right. not the David Price of old, but he's definitely. No, but he's still very palatable. I mean, no, definitely, and I but I just don't know, man. I don't think I can start him first start back. Maybe versus the Angels. I mean, in the daily league, it's a Sunday start. You'll know if you need him by then. For your... yeah, yeah. If you want to skip the first start, which is fine, I. I get it. I tend to do that too when guys are coming off injuries. But after that, I mean, I throw them out there. I throw them out there. Yeah. Is he somebody you would start no matter the uh, no matter like he's? Uh, I mean, unless it's you know Houston Yankees, then yeah. I don't know. I'm see. I'm I'm wavering on my confidence because the Red Sox just aren't the Red Sox. Like I know, I just feel like part of that bad luck. I mean, it's, at this point, maybe it's part of the team. Like some of the, I don't know. I'm, over, I'm overthinking it. I, I just don't trust David Price. Carrasco, though, he's interesting. I mean, I'm, I, dude, he's a he's a heck of a like a Cinderella story almost. No one expected him back. As far as fantasy goes, though, I he's not really somebody I'm adding. I not right now. Maybe in roto leagues, but not in. What is he going to do for your playoff teams? He's not starting. He looks like he's going to be a, a relief role. You guys kind of feel the same way about Carrasco? Yeah, 
Definitely. Yeah. I mean, they got a lot of young pitchers right now um, who are looking pretty good. And Carrasco, I mean, he's he's been pitching short stints in the minor leagues. He's not built up. I think he's probably going to be um, this relief, um, high leverage type role down the stretch here. It's just it's nothing that excites me fantasy wise. So he's probably droppable for me at this point. Yeah, I wouldn't even touch him. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's he's clearly going to stay in the bullpen. I mean, uh, unless you're in a categories and need some solid ratios, which he could definitely help you out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's not going to start, so what's the point? It would be interesting That's to good. see if uh, if Brad Hand continues to struggle down the stretch. Maybe Carrasco puts, gets put into uh, some high leverage spots, gets some save opportunities. Carrasco could be a hater type. That that's like you mentioned, like that's not invaluable. That could have a really good, for, again, category. This would be strictly for categories and roto leagues, though, not yeah. in points leagues. Could definitely but, help some yeah. ratios. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, we kind of lingered on the news. Knows that's my fault. Again, I'm really good at going off tangents. <laughs> now we we could talk to the playoffs. Oh man, it's, I'm all over the place. I need Adderall. <laughs> we can. Uh, I just want to talk overall strategy because. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I talked a little bit off air. I'm 99% roto. I do some head-to-head categories. I'm entering playoffs. Maybe you guys can help me out. I'm just – my overall – let's just talk overall strategy right now. Do you guys have – like, will you guys change it up going into the playoffs? Like, what are some things you look for besides – obviously, matchups matter, but are there anything – like, little, little hints, little tricks you can help, uh, you know, fantasy owners maybe in general – so they know what to look for and do going into their matchups. Mike, we'll start with you. Um, I mean, I know you said besides matchups, but <laughs> that's pretty much what I would look at at this point. Um, it's going to be hard to find someone on the waiver that's going to really start playing a lot, like kind of win your league at this point. Um, so, I mean, I would strictly look for matchups. Um, Especially in points leagues, I feel like you got to start looking a week or two in advance and trying to grab guys who get two starts. Um, so, I mean, that's what I would be looking at. Yeah, you know a little trick mm-hmm. I do? Like, in, in well, there's a point – I play in one points league. And it's actually like a little smaller industry type of league. And we only have seven ads per week. So, a little thing I like to do is if I have a couple ads left over on Sunday – you better believe I'm using that week's ads to make to grab some starting pitchers for the next day because it's a daily waivers. That's another thing. It's daily waiver. Know your league. Mine's a daily. This was a daily waivers league. So if I can grab a couple of pitchers Sunday with last week's waiver moves for Monday, and now I'm entering Monday with all my waiver moves still to be made plus extra pitchers, that's almost like a way to quote unquote cheat the system, so to speak. Just a little thing to look at. Just know how to take advantage of your settings. People might call you out and give you a hard time, but as long as you're playing within the rules, you're not cheating. So to call it a cheating system isn't really there, but you definitely want to try to tweak, try to take advantage of the rules however you can in your leagues because there are little things like that you can do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm in a league where I, I clinched a playoff spot already and uh, playoffs start next week, and I'm using my ads this week to set myself up for next week for playoffs. And is it daily, is it daily or weekly? It, it's daily. So, that, perfect. So, you're saying – and that kind of plays right into what I just said because now going into next week, you have all your moves. Yeah, now I'll have – I should have more two-star pitchers than my opponent because they're fighting for a spot and I'm just setting myself up. 
And that's another thing. You want to look at your opponent's lineup, see what they're doing, see, make sure. Like for me, I'm all, I'm I'm really big on quality versus quantity. But if my but that goes out the window a little bit, if I have six starters because none of my guys are two starts, and then the other guy has ten or twelve starts for the week, then you kind of have to. It's a delicate balance. You kind of have to. Do you go for the ratios and just punt the wins and K's, or you know what I mean? You gotta. Or if it's if it's points, you definitely need to go for quality, some quantity most of the time, because quantity because you need the starts. Start starting pitching is the most valuable thing in points leagues. I mean, I kind of do it with bats too. Um, like, it, I'll look at the Thursday of my opponent and my my lineup, and you know if he's got a lot more players going that day, and I have a lot more players off, I'll even I'll add a batter is definitely him that Thursday who has a good matchup, and hopefully you know kind of even it out for me. I mean, that's kind of – again, this is – and sometimes people don't think about these little things, and I, I like to try to point these out, and I should have made a better list because I had some in my head. Now I know I'm losing them. So maybe they'll come back as we talk about some of the other stuff. But overall, just – I mean, take if, – if it's the playoffs, take time. Look what's on the waiver wire. Look at what your team – look at what your opponents are doing and try to make sure your team matches up well with theirs. At the end of the day, that's kind of the goal. The goal is to obviously put out the best team you can put out. But at the same time, you got to be mindful of what your opponents are doing. And honestly, don't be afraid to block them. If you know they need a position and you can afford to stash that player at said position, like they need a catcher, their catcher goes down on a Tuesday. And there's one, there's one decent catcher on the waiver wire. Scoop them up and hold on to them and make the other – and then if you – I mean, if you have room to, and now this guy is going to be stuck playing somebody either with no stats or negative produ- – like a negative producer. So just like fantasy football, you got to kind of block your opponents sometimes. Uh, Zach, you have anything to add, or did I just, again, take everything? Yeah, you took quite a few good things because you like to talk about all the good stuff before I can get to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, no, just a few things. I mean, obviously, I like to play the matchups as well, especially weekly leagues. Definitely check in advance uh, for some juicy matchups. Um, also, I like to ride the hot hand. Um, even if you got some some big time big name players on your team, um, go check the wire, see who's hot right now. Guys like uh, the guy in Cincinnati, Aquino. Um, that's a guy that if you pick him up at the right time, I mean, you can plug him right into your lineup. Guys like Aquino, Castellanos, those are guys that are just hot right now that you put in and you're not taking them out because they're they're playing that good right now. Um, in one of my leagues, I've got I picked up castellanos um somebody dropped him before the trade deadline when he just wasn't doing great and i have conforto i've conforto's been on my bench for weeks because i got castellanos alvarez and bellinger in my outfield there's just no room for him so play the hot hand um even if you got maybe some bigger name guys that aren't performing as well um ride the hot hand right now um and also i mean if you're if you're at the top of your league standings right now um don't overthink it. Don't get fancy. I mean, do what's gotten you to this point so far. Don't overthink things and um, just stick with what's gotten you to this point. It's gotten you this far. Um, you're doing something right if you're at the top of your standings. So just don't get fancy and don't overthink things. That's Those are a few of the pieces of advice that I would offer. Now, with weekly lineups, at this point, because normally – I don't know, at least for myself, if I'm going to a weekly lineup and I have a guy who's questionable but I think might play five out of the seven games that week or four out of the six, during the regular season, 
I would take that chance. But right now, if you have a guy, say Benintendi, for instance, maybe it's a bad name because we're all kind of down on him, but Benintendi might be day-to-day entering next week. He's a bigger name. Would you take that chance? Would you like? Is he like not just him, but in general? Would you guys take the chance on rolling out this guy who's been a stud all year, who might miss a couple games, or would you put in somebody who you know probably won't produce as well as him if the other guy doesn't miss time? But you're kind of getting rid of that chance. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's a tough name to go off of. I wouldn't consider Ben Attendee a stud <laughs> all season. Um, if, I, if, if I think a good name, I think a good game. name is like Yelich. Let's say he flares up with back spasms and he's mm-hmm. again on Saturday. <laughs> on Saturday, yeah. Um, and they say, yeah, he'll be back sometime next week. Is that somebody that you would risk throwing out there, or would you plug in a guy who's been hot? Um, I don't know like a Corey Dickerson type, somebody that's like been hot hitting the long ball. Um, yeah, that's a tough call, uh, especially when you've got a stud like Yelich. Um, I don't I'm know. Play, I'm playing it safe. I'm sorry. And, I mean, that might, that might burn me, but I want the guy that I think is going to be playing all week. Yeah, I think I'd agree with you. Yeah, I agree with that. Perfect. That's a tough bench, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But that's kind of, these are the kind of decisions that are hard to make that people have to consider. Yeah. And especially at the end of the season, I mean, if a team is locked up a playoff spot, they might not rush him back. Although the Brewers, they obviously need Yelich as much as they can right now. But yeah, it's a tough call. You know what? Tangent. Again, I knew this. Just so we're clear, everybody that listens to this podcast knows that I give Zach a whole bunch of crap for being a Mets fan. Just so just in time for me to invite Mike onto the podcast, get him on here finally. (laughs) And now Mike is a Mets fan. This is hot garbage and I'm really unhappy situation i put myself in now I mean, as, we can't be proud of our team currently but <laughs> well it's tough being a mets fan ever what's just as yeah. tough as it is, is being it, a marlins fan is it really, i was gonna say is it, really worse? is it really worse than being a marlins fan now i don't know your schedule coming up i probably should have done my homework but i want to hear from a fan side what do you guys think of the mets in general do you think they're three games out right now the wild card do well, you like what is like what is your take? Seriously, do you what is your take? Do you think there's a legit chance of you guys making the playoffs or? So I feel like if I wasn't a Met fan and I looked at the team, I would think that there are chances. But because <laughs> I'm a Met fan and I'm just so used to what that team does, I know it's going to end in a disaster. <laughs> um, and I'm pretty confident. I mean. I wouldn't be shocked if we come in within one game and all we have to do is win our last game and we'll lose. You know, it's funny hearing the defeat in your voice. You and it's Zach. Hard. It's so bad. That reminds me of, 2000. I don't know if it was 2007 or 2008 when it came down to the final game and Glavin had that blow-up game. That's what that reminded me of right there. It's going to come down to the final game and we're going to blow it. Well, you know what? It's funny because you both have the same – in your voice like that like it's that's it's, our that's our lives man it's that's just a steady it's a steady sound of defeat as you're trying to be optimistic but you're like you're pessimistically optimistic it's the funniest thing oh yeah even I, when they went to the world series a couple of years back when 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 they were beating the cubs we we're up three games to none all i was thinking okay they're gonna come back we're gonna lose as a mets fan <laughs> God, you guys, you guys have been beaten to submission. You're like a dog. You guys are like dogs. <laughs> no, your owner pets you. Your owner pets you. Your owner pets you, and then next, you know, he smacks you, and they for no. Oh.
Jeez, I, I cursed. Smacks you <laughs> oh, right no. in the butt. Smacks you right in the butt real hard with something that makes you go run off to your little doghouse and curl up there sad. And they do this over and over again. They just keep teasing you, keep teasing you, and then whap, and you keep going running back into that little doghouse. Yeah. That's what you guys sound like. That's like the, that's what I'm. That's the vibe I'm feeling from you guys right now. They have. It's it's not the most difficult schedule the rest of the way, but I mean they just got they just got swept by the Braves. Uh, they're not looking so hot against the Cubbies this series. Um, they've got some some big division matchups coming up between the Phillies and the Nationals that need to be won. Um, they get a, a nice, easy series against your Marlins at the end of the year. But <laughs> I mean, there's there's some tough matchups. you got the Dodgers. They're playing in Colorado. I mean, it's – I don't know. I think it's going to be tough. I really do. They had a nice little hot streak, but I don't know. I think they've cooled down a little bit, and I – I, I just don't know if they have enough in them to make to make a run again. I really don't. Listen, if the Marlins win out the whole month and everyone loses, we can make the playoffs. We're only 23 and a half games out. Oh, man. Totally realistic. <laughs> hey, I love our farm system, though. I really do. They got a bright future. Bright future. Well, but... so we think. Somehow they'll blow it up. They, you think you're defeated. Like, like we might have, we might be undefeated in the playoffs. And I say that with air quotes, because really, like, like that matters. All we do is like, oh, look, we can win, and then we literally go into this rebuild for like thirty years. It feels you know, like. I don't, I don't want to hear from you. You've seen two, two World Series. Yeah, shut your trap, okay? I, was just I, say that. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear it. We beat the Yankees in the in that last one. That was great. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I, but see. George is when George is usually on. He's the other co-host, by the way, Mike. I'm sure you, you yeah. probably talked to him. He he's a Giants fan, and when he starts getting all sad, I, we really get pissed off because he's because they 2012 and 2014 yeah. and 20. Oh no, it was every other year for a little while there. <laughs> and 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 he expects us to feel bad, and then they, oh goodness, then they do this like for instance, one of, you know what this will this is perfect. They they traded from Mauricio Dubon for Drew Pomeranz this year. Yeah. And he's one of the guys I'm actually looking at for the, for this playoff for the playoffs because he was just called up. He's only two percent owned, so you're talking about deep league. But he he did twenty he did twenty home runs, ten uh, stolen bases in the minors, a triple slash of three hundred two, three forty five, and four seventy seven. This is again very deep league guy, but this is the type of guy I'm looking at. I'm looking at right now going to the playoffs if I need a boost because why not, man? This is the season. There's gonna be so many call ups. He's going to come into a full-time job, but a lot of these call-ups aren't. He's a perfect guy to consider if you're just looking for any type of, like, potential power-speed combo off the waiver wire right now. So it was, a, it was a steal of a trade for the Giants. And because of that, I don't feel bad for George, but that kind of that, that transitions perfectly into some of the names. We're going to just talk some names that might be worth adding for the playoff push or streamers or pitching streamers, you know, because that's your thing. Some some guys. I just dropped my very lowest owned guy, so I kind of left. I was supposed to leave him for last, but it is what it is. Marisa Dubon's my first guy on that list. I'll let you guys talk a little bit about uh, a couple guys you guys each have on. You know, a couple guys you guys might be eyeing or adding going into these playoffs. Who wants to start? Zach, you want to start? Mike, do you want to start? I'll start it off a little That's bit. Fine. Uh, just okay. a just a. <laughs> A few names of guys that uh, have some decent matchups upcoming. Um, one guy that that I like, I'm, I'm a big Tampa Bay Ray guy. I really love some of the pitchers that they have. Obviously, I was I was high on Glass now earlier this year, Snell last year. I don't think it's it's to that point, but 
I like Trevor Richards. Uh, I thought that was a sneaky, sneaky good addition that they made. Um, they kind of, he, he was sent down to the pen, I think, at the end of his tenure with the Marlins. And they built him back up after the acquisition from the Marlins. And he pitched, granted, it was against the Orioles. Um, I don't know if, if Richards was one of your streamers the other day. Um, but he had a nice, nice start against the Orioles, a nice quality start, six innings, a shutout ball, got the win. Um, but I just really like what Tampa Bay does with their pitchers. And I really think he's going to be a nice, sneaky addition for them. He's got, he doesn't have the best matchups the rest of the way. I mean, he, his next start, uh, which is actually tomorrow, is against Houston. So I'm trying to avoid that. But after that, he gets the Orioles again. He gets the Blue Jays again. Um, not again, but he gets the Orioles again, the Blue Jays, the Angels, and then the Red Sox and Blue Jays. So those are, I mean, five out of the next six starts for him. I really like down the playoff push. And uh, the Rays, they're they are struggling for arms right now with Snell out. Glassnell's probably coming back in a bullpen role. Um, they've been they're bullpen, bullpenning probably two or three times a week at this point. So they need somebody to eat up innings. And I really like Trevor Richards. I think he's a, a sneaky ad. He's only about 7, 7% owned in Yahoo right now. Um, so that's somebody that I would try to target for some some nice matchups um, the rest of the way. 7% owned. Can you beat that, Mike? <laughs> uh for own own percentage wise it's <laughs> not really even it's obviously not one of the criteria but started off, again he's like he i i started off low he, he's like you know what i'll start low too <laughs> i'm just right. i'm just looking at the rays and the, the the richards thing i'm just the rays are one game out of the playoffs man i'm this al playoff hunt it's gonna be really interesting this final month just between – I think it's between those three teams. Do you think the Red Sox can sneak in? They're six games out right now. I wouldn't put it past them, but I feel like they're lacking on the pitching side of things. Yeah, I'm not saying the Red Sox making a push this year. I just think it's too too late. We've been waiting for them to pick it up, and it's a little, it's a little too late, I think, right now. Yeah, they would have to have a really good last month, I think. Six games out, though, it's not impossible. Just if you had to find – I mean, obviously, I, I'm kind of with you. I don't think Boston's going to do it, but – and again, I know it's a little tangent, but it's really intriguing because you have Cleveland and Oakland, and then you have Tampa Bay one game out. Which three? Which two teams do you think Cleveland and Oakland hold on to it? Do you think Tampa? I'm rooting for Tampa. I think it's the problem, but I also really like Cleveland and Oakland. So I'm having a really hard time right now. It's hard to root against any of these teams, honestly. It's just really it's, – uh, they're good, solid, foundational baseball teams. They build from within – um, it's tough to root against any of them. I just don't know if the Rays have enough enough pitching to get it done. I just think this bullpenning could backfire for if them. They, if they had Snell and Glass now, they would. I don't, yes. think, this, I don't think it would be yes. a question. Agreed. What do you think, Mike? Do you think the Rays are kind of the odd men out on this too because of their pitching as well? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. I could, I could, I could see them maybe passing Oakland. Um, I actually love Cleveland. I can see them going a lot further than people think. Um, I mean, especially, you know, if Kluber comes back and, you know, like we were talking about before, if Carrasco is really good in the pen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay is just – they're just suffering from injuries way too much. And, uh, I mean, I like, I like Richards a lot, and especially his matchups. But, like, I don't know how far they could go with that 
with that rotation they have right now. It's rough. It's just unfortunate. And, you know, Morton, I feel like Morton, I don't have any shares of him, but I'm pretty sure I feel like every time I look and watch him, he's been getting hit pretty He's good. been getting killed recently. Tailing off. Yeah, uh, big time. Tough to watch. So it's I think just- he, he – I kind of think he might be getting tired because he never really has pitched this many innings. He's always – he always gets hurt throughout the year. So yeah, five year over the I last think, month. And. Yeah, I think since he hasn't missed any starts, he might be getting a little fatigued, maybe. Although his velocity hasn't dipped at all, but who knows? Still, you're talking about a guy who never stays healthy to a guy who's pitching what 200 innings this year almost. Yeah, it's he's on pace too. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking. So anyway, so yeah, back on topic now, Mike. What a tangent that was. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is—I don't know. I find it interesting. It I was a good tangent, but it's still so tangent. I have a lot of bad ones, and these last two between the Mets talk and this, I think this is time of year where it's like it's okay to talk about real baseball because it's really exciting and fantasy baseball. There's only so much to fill the time with. So back on track, Mike. Give me a name of some guy, some guys or guy, whatever. Throw some names out there that you like. Man. <laughs> <laughs> um. One I like, I mean, it depends. Obviously, a lot of these depend on what you need in your leagues. But um, I do like Alcantara a lot. Um, he gets he gets pit, then Kansas City, then San Fran, um, then Arizona. But he's been so good lately. I mean, he's got a two three six ERA in August. Um, his fastball velocity has actually been up recently, and he's using it a lot more. Um, so I kind of like him. I think. I think with those matchups, he could definitely hit you with some good ratios. The only problem is it's the Marlins, so I don't know how many wins he's going to get you. Oh, God. But, <laughs> but I do like him. He's he's such a young, good, raw pitcher, and I could just see him next year taking a step forward, and I really like him a lot. The Marlins haven't had problems with their starters, except for – I feel like Smith is just tiring out. I think his yeah. velocity has been down lately, but – yeah. I, I, do, I like the Marlins starters next year. I think they're all going to be pretty solid values come draft season as far as, like, you know, your typical streaming options or late-round flyer. I like Eliza a lot, too. I feel like it's, like, up and down with him, man. I don't know anymore. <laughs> now, give me throw another name out there. Why not? You're on a roll. Um, all right. I, if you're looking for more immediate help, I actually like Junis. Um, he gets Detroit, then Miami, uh, two start week next week, I think. Ooh. Um, but then the bad part is he hits Houston and the Twins. Well, ho- hopefully you only need. I mean, so if you're looking for get, just next week, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's got two starts against Detroit this year where he's dominated them. Um, and I mean, he's got a. He actually d- has a pretty high floor, in my opinion. Um, so I don't think he'll lose you your week, and he's definitely worth the risk. Is he? I have a feeling he's gonna fit, fit into your little streamer, daily streamer deal. Something tells me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm sure. Sneak I'll peek. Be. Sneak peek. <laughs> Barring injury or ownership jumping up, it's a sneak peek. We got it. Uh, Zach, anybody else that you got? Yeah, while we're. Uh... While we're talking Royals here, um, another Royal that I like is is Montgomery, Mike Montgomery. Um, 
he's he's had has had a nice little run lately. Although he had a nice little blow up game against what was supposed to be um, a good matchup. I think you had him actually as one of your streamers the other day yeah, when he when he played the day. Orioles and that blew up in your face. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> well, that's why it's, that's why he's the streamer. Yeah, <laughs> that one didn't work out so well, but yeah. he does he does have some nice matchups. Kind of what you were just saying about Junis. He's got the Tigers. He's got the Marlins in in Miami, which is always a nice matchup. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's some tough ones down the stretch, like come championship time with the Astros, the A's, and the Braves. But um, this is somebody that I would consider getting using to get to that point. Um, he's got two nice starts with, with the Orioles, hopefully a revenge game after getting blown up the last time. And the Marlins, you can't get much better than that. Um, but yeah, Montgomery's looked looked really good since coming over to the Royals. Um, solid player, just needed the opportunity. Um, so hopefully he can help you with a few few matchups down the stretch too. All right, so you guys have been you guys are killing it on the pitchers. I'll throw out a few hitters names there worth mentioning. Now, obviously, again, I, m- I mentioned Mauricio Dubon again, two percent owned. Another guy that's only twelve percent owned, and the problem is. I mean, he'll be up by – he's supposed to be up on Monday, I think. That's the, is that the second? Monday's the second, I believe. It's Kyle Tucker. And I feel like every time I talk about – I just don't know where they're, they're going to play him every day. I was going to say, where are they going to play him, though? That's the, he's been taking reps at first base. I don't know. I th- he just offer, he offers such a – the upside. He had 30 he – he's gone 32 home runs with 30 stolen bases this year in the minors. A triple slash of 264, 353, and 548. Wow. His bat plays, or at least it should, at the pro level. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it doesn't. It, it hasn't yet. <laughs> but, man, I mean, just you look at those numbers and how do you not – if you have a spot that – like, if – I'm just trying – like, I'm trying to word this. In a weekly league, you can't start him. But I want him in a daily league. I think he's a difference maker or potentially – he can be a potential difference maker this late in the season. And at this point, it's really hard to find somebody like that off the waiver wire. And at 12% owned Yahoo leagues, he's readily available off the waiver wire. So he's somebody. I just don't see him getting the reps, like you said. Um, they, they they just have so many options. Out I there. know. He's not going to get much DH time with Alvarez there. Um, I mean, I wish he could play shortstop with Correa out, but that's not happening. He does play all three outfield positions. You, you mean to tell me he's not better than Redick at this point? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's Reddick's like, got. Reddick's got to go. Yeah, that's I mean, let, let, let the kids play. Shit. Like, and I, I know Brantley's gonna play. Like, that's and Brantley's been ridiculous. So, I mean, there's no way his bat's getting put down. But all in all, at the end of the day, though, I'm just in a daily. Again, this is strictly daily leagues because weekly leagues you can't play him. You really can't. But if you have a daily league, he could play, what, two, three games a week the rest of the way. That's not spectacular, but if he's offering a power and speed upside that he does, he can legitimately help carry you in a couple categories. Maybe not the best in batting average, but the rest can be solid. I mean, if he's surrounded that team, that team context too. I mean, he's surrounded by nothing but ball players around him, man, like real legit like bats. He's always going to have lineup protection. He should see his pitches. I I just hope he's not maybe the next Buxton where he's just a quad A player, man. That's the only thing you get to start worrying about, I would think. Do we know if Reddick is this Reddick's last year under contract with the Astros? I could look it up real quick, but I couldn't tell you to be honest. 
Yeah, I mean, they really need to get him out. <laughs> He's been a nice player for them this year, but they got to get younger. Um, they got to find an everyday spot for him. My concern with with Tucker down the stretch is he's not going to get the reps, and he's going to be he's going to come in as a pinch hitter, pinch runner, maybe defensive replacement. I feel like that might be the type of player that he's he's going to be down the stretch this season. He's under contract next year as well. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> But, I mean, again, uh, I mean, just looking at their lineup tonight, what, Marisnik's playing center field. Really? They like him, though. He's, he's a defensive guy. They're, they're confident in the rest of the offensive guys. That I just, they like throwing Marisnik out there. I just don't see him overtaking him. He's, I mean, that's his only place to play. Unless they put Guriel somewhere at third base because the Legends DS is there. Maybe put Gary out third base, put Tucker at first base. Yeah. But then when Correa comes back, that's not going to happen. Why not? Oh, because Bregman needs to go to the, oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, center field. It is. Okay. We found a spot for him. <laughs> the minor leagues. It is. <laughs> yeah. Quad a player. He can hang out with AJ, all-star. AJ Reed and Buxton can all go out for lunch. <laughs> well, Buxton actually showed – he was showing promising signs this year. Injuries just derailed the guy. Yeah, I was going to say he's having a decent year, actually. And Boring. one I, – I guess one last guy worth noting, and this might be a little bias on me, but he's 28% owned in Yahoo Leagues, and it's John Birdie. I know, he's a Marlin. I get it. <laughs> but he's been an all-category producer. He's been, I think, like a top 60 guy in Roto Leagues. So he's more of a category specialist, categories Roto guy going down the stretch here. But, I mean, if you're, t- you're telling me you can get a guy that produces in all categories the way he's been, why not? Like, he's not hurting you anywhere. He's been – I'm trying to find the damn numbers. I can't pull them up right now, of course. I need them. thought I wrote them down. But regardless, 30% owned – or less than 30% owned, found him. And over the last month in Roto Leagues, again, so again, category specialist type of guy, he's ranked top 40 in the last month, top 56 last two weeks. And that's because of the stolen bases. He has seven stolen bases over the last month, only three home runs and batting 300. Like, yeah, 309, actually. So it's a little bit of a stretch. It is the Marlins, but meh, why not? <laughs> I mean, tell me, tell me where I'm wrong. I mean, he's been really good. I'm just trying not to be biased here. He's a Marlin. <laughs> I mean, there's leagues where I had Eric Sogard, and I still have Eric Sogard rostered. I would drop Sogard for him. I mean, that's not a stretch, I know, but Sogard's owned more. So, Sogard, he's not owned more, but he's about owned the same. Um, AJ Pollock's been struggling of late. I would drop Pollock for him. Why not? Ugh, hey, Pollock. I love Pollock. Kills me this year. <laughs> well, he kills himself every year. Yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> I mean, I'm just throwing names out there. I mean, heck, I love Oscar Mercado, and that's one guy I've been on since forever. And right now, Mercado's killing you because he's going. He's 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 a streaky player. It seems like, and right now, he's really doing bad. So, yeah, he and off hot, but then he cooled off big time. Well, like the last two weeks, over the last week, he's hitting 105 with no stats. He actually stole a base, I guess, in a pinch run tonight. But over the last two weeks, he has two stone bases, two, hitting 278. So it's like. He just seems to be streaky, and it's, it's aggravating because when you sit him, he'll do well. When you start him, you won't. So he's the type of guy that I would cut bait for a birdie who's been – that sounds weird. Cut bait for a birdie? 
don't know. Some, <laughs> I don't know. Just it sounds weird. I would cut bait for John Birdie. Why not? I mean, Birdie's offering you what you want from Mercado. You don't depend on Mercado for this home runs. Mercado's only thirty percent owned, but it's just kind of my idea. It's like you could do worse streaming him. I, mean, I think I'm trying to sell you guys because I, I know I'm I'm buying and I own him in places, but <laughs> trying to sell them to you guys and no one that doesn't seem like you guys are that interested. So we'll move on. <laughs> I'm on board with dropping Mercado at this point, though. Um, oh, I have I, I have him in a few spots. He he's been a very streaky player, like you were saying. I mean, really, the reason for owning him is is those stolen bases. But he's just the problem with him right now is he's not getting starts. He's not getting the playing time. Um, I don't know if they're they're just not happy. He he made some some key errors against the Mets. Um, I'm sure Mike can vouch for that. He made he dropped some routine fly balls. Um, he just, was in his eyes. No, <laughs> he just flat out dropped it. And I don't know. I feel like he's kind of in the doghouse for that. So he, he really hasn't been starting. Um, like you said, he, he got the stolen base tonight, but it was a pinch run opportunity. So that's something, some guy I would, I would definitely feel comfortable dropping for, I guess I could pick up a birdie um, instead of yeah. Mercado at this point. Birdie. I, I, I want to play some golf now. Well, every time I think of birdie, I think of like bird, 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 bird's a word every time. And I picture Peter Griffin doing the damn dance. Yep. Uh, every time. Oh, God. Sorry. I know completely off topic again, but <laughs> goodness, that's all I can think about. Uh, I don't know. You guys have any, you guys have a few more guys you want to throw out there? I probably should have gotten your list beforehand, but. While we're talking, uh, I was just Mercado, and uh, in one league, I, I actually dropped Mercado, and I picked up uh, Marcana from from Oakland, who's looked really good lately. Uh, he's he's been got, really hot, yeah. Uh, like he's got like a, a nine nine or ten game hitting streak, um, but the past two weeks, he's batting over four hundred. He's got five homers. Um, he's getting on base um, nearly half the time. Uh, I mean, he's he's a streaky player right now, but you know what, like I said before, especially come playoff time, ride that streak. If he's available, he's only owned in about yeah, 52% in Yahoo. This is somebody that could get you to the playoffs. He could put you over the edge, um, ride the hot hand right now. And this is a guy that's definitely um, streaking at the right time for your team. So if he's available, definitely go get him. I like um, someone mentioned him earlier. I, I really like Dickerson right now too. Um, yes, C-Dick. I mean, ever since C-Dick bomb, he, he's been so good, man. I mean, he's, I'm looking right now. He's Yahoo. He's top 100 player of the last month. Hitting 307 homers, 28 ribbies. I mean, goodness. Yeah. I dropped him in our listeners league, Mike. <laughs> yeah. That's, you're so good. <laughs> you know, you know, who's been really good as well over the last month is Miguel Sano. Another guy who's just been ridiculous. Top 70 player, in, at least Roto again, because I'm not looking at points. Eight home runs, 20, 20 RBIs. Not as good of average, but still, man, it's nice to see some of these guys come around. What is Dickerson owned in? He's probably up there now. Oh, no, he's only 31% oh, owned? Yeah, 31. What? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That needs to be changed yesterday. Dude, what are people doing? Gosh. People are out of it and just don't even care. <laughs> well, because he's owned in all my leagues. Either I own him or – Yeah, he's owned in mine too. I don't know. I, I lied. He's not owned in one of my leagues. Guess who's putting in the claim for him as we speak? <laughs> not kidding. Bye-bye, Mercado. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, 
So I'm sorry, did I interrupt your uh, your C dick uh, moment there? No, nah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, one last guy that dude. If if this doesn't tell you the ball's juiced, nothing will. Freddie freaking Galvis. He has 22 home runs this year. He's and been over, on a tear. And over the last month, he's a top 71 player. 70 it was top 71. He's the 71st best player. And he's just again, he's hitting 320, seven home runs, 17 RBIs over the last month. And the reason why I'm referencing the last month or the last two weeks, because I feel like those are that's pretty relevant because those are the types of guys that when you if you're if you have some struggling big names at the AJ Pollocks of the world, the heck, the Jorge Polancos of the world, right? How long has he been lately? He's been okay. I guess, but that's my point. It's like you can just kind of drop these guys and just roll with the hot hands and hope. And sometimes that's what will carry you through winning a playoff series. So that's pretty much all I have to say about that. <laughs> I just want to say that thank you for talking, bringing up Corey Dickerson's name because I just picked him back up in our listeners' league. Yeah, I saw him available. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I dropped him. I dropped Isan Diaz for Dickerson. I'm pretty happy about that. The fact that you held on to Isan Diaz over Dickerson. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say. Although I think he had a home run recently, didn't he? Yeah, the other yeah, night. That's about yeah. it. That's all yeah, he's done. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so disappointing. I thought he was going to be decent. I think I knew it would. Like you know, minor leaguers come up. They don't like a lot of some of the stuff doesn't stay with them. But the fact that it's like nothing stayed with them, it's like what the hell happened, man? But, I feel like that's happened with a lot of minor leaguers this year. Uh, Jordan is a different story. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, but it seems like a lot of. Well, he started the year uh, with the club, but like call-ups mid-season. I feel like a lot of guys – eh, Bichette. All right, you know what? Cancel that thought. <laughs> Biggio, Biggio, Alvarez, no, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Biggio helps say, you. A lot of guys didn't come up and just tear it up right away. Um, it's it's, it's hit or miss. I mean, Vlad started off real slow. Yeah. I remember I grabbed Nicky Lopez in a league, and that didn't work out well. I was such a brutal. We were talking about him on 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 an episode, and yeah, he just fell off too. See, I don't feel bad because when we had when I had Shelly on, she was on Nikki Lopez with me, so that made me feel a lot better about missing on him. (laughs) But you know what? We were talking Lopez and Mercado that time. They they were both called up the same day, I think. Yeah, and one had a guaranteed playing time; the other one wasn't so sure. And then Mercado worked out better, obviously. I'm just – I'm interested to see where Mercado falls next year. I might surprisingly not be on him next year. That would be a surprise. He's reminding me too much of Delano DeShields, man. Yeah. And it should be interesting next year, a guy that I was really high on last year, Bradley Zimmer, hopefully healthy again. So, I mean, that might take up some spots in the outfield. Obviously, Fran Mill is now locked up with Cleveland for a little bit. Um, but, yeah, Mercado, uh, I'm not so high on him next year. I think we need to table this discussion. I think we need to start looking like towards the final month, a little bit of a sneak peek, but I think we're going to start doing some 2020 really early breakout sleepers and busts. I think we should start doing that. It'd be a little bit fun. Super early. Super early. Why not? I see a lot of people do, talking about it already. I see people talking about the draft already next year. and I'm, yeah, trying, to, I'm, try, I'm trying to let them get those episodes out so when we start doing them, they're not maybe maybe by then people won't want to hear about them again. Right, yeah. Because it's right now everybody has the same topics because it's getting to that point in the season where it's becoming a lull. It really is hard to come up with new topics. It really is difficult right now. So if anybody's listening and wants to throw a topic our way, feel free. Heck, this topic was your your idea, Mike. And we actually discussed this a little bit. We decided, you know what, maybe not. And then when you just when you threw it out there, I was like, well, screw it. I guess we'll do it. So 
Does anybody else actually have any other names, or are we? Uh, I have someone risky, but could be worth it. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Um, we'll, 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 and we'll end on that note. So go ahead and drop <laughs> that name. Risky. Um, well, I wrote about him recently. Um, it's uh Lamette. Ooh. And I, I know, I think he's like 30 ish owned or 40 maybe now, but, um, the only issue with him is he gets to Arizona twice, but he has a two start week, I think in two weeks and it's looking like Cubs and at the Rockies. 31% owned. Okay. So that's Same not great. Tomorrow or friday oh really okay yeah, on friday yeah yeah i mean i just if you want to take a shot that i think he's someone who could help you in your league um just because of the strikeout upside which is crazy with him um i mean the second half of this year the guy's got a four three or a but he's got a three eight fit a three eight x fit he's got a three eight eight sierra and he's got a over a 13% swing strike rate, which is very high. Um, I I just think if – even though his matchups are a little rough, if, if he can just put up decent quality starts and get you possibly 8 to 10 Ks, I mean, that could definitely help you reach your championship. That's not – I'm a little met guy. So you're you're not really talking me into him. He's a guy that I'm willing to take the chance on most of the time anyway. But yeah, he's uh I think he's almost like forgotten because you know, by the time he got back this year and kind of came, you know, he was kind of a big name last year at one point. And like you said, he's been kind of like he is risky right now. I'm just another guy that's like interesting. I wonder if how many people are gonna have him on like their sleeper list next year. Cause he's gonna be I think he's gonna be like one of those, you know, back end pitchers you fill your roster up with next year as well. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Again, another pin we got to put in there and talk about that another time. <laughs> before uh, before we wrap things up, I have a question for Mike 2.0, SP streamer here. <laughs> um, so we've been kind of talking lower lower ownership type guys. Um, you put out a tweet a little while ago, I guess a few guys that you were just really excited about for second half pitchers. I'm just curious, is there anybody maybe more um, in higher ownership groups? Um, guys like, I think you put on the list, like you Darvish, he's been pitching really well as of late. Is there any higher ownership type guys that you're excited about for, for the rest of the season here? Um, I like Max Freed a lot. Uh, I don't know what his ownership is. Freed's looked really good lately, too. Granted, yeah. pitching against the Mets, uh, that could make uh, it. He's, he's up to 74% now. Wow. Um, I, the problem is I don't know off the top of my head what percentage everybody is. Yeah, it doesn't matter percentage. I mean, is there just any – they could even be universally owned. I'm just curious if there's any guys that you're excited about the rest of the way, maybe some nice matchups um, or just the way they've been pitching. Sorry to put you on the spot. I was just curious if you had any names off the top of your head. AKA he's taking advantage of you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, uh, Freed pops, you know, pops in my head right away. Um, I mean, Darvish too. I I know he had a bad start recently, but I think he's going to kill it the rest of the year. He looked great against the Mets last night. Yeah, I know. Last night. Yeah. Um, I think he got blown up recently though, right? The oh. last start before that, I think he gave up like four or five. But the nice thing about Darvish is he just he hasn't been walking anybody, which is what the problem was the first half. Which is dropping crazy him. because pretty much his entire career he kind of did that. Yeah. Okay, so can we – so rest of season, that's great. Now it's time to put you on the spot, and where should we – where do you think he'll be next year? 
2020 Darvish. Are we talking Darvish? Top, you think are we talking top 15 again, or do you think people are going to play it safe and most people are going to have them around that top 20 area, that SP2 range? Type yeah, of thing? I think he's going to be in the 20 area, um, just because. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing. I don't, know. I don't know if everyone's going to really fully believe it. He looks fantastic, and he's gotten so much hype from so many industry people, man. Yeah. I think what's going to make or break this is how he does in the playoffs because that's what broke him a few years ago, and he just tailed off in drafts the following year. Yeah, especially the last month, too. I mean, it, I you know, if he keeps the walks down and everything and just keeps performing like he has been, I guess I'm, he can't go against, you know. It's, it's hard, man, because – you know what? What is the hardest thing? Jumping into this analyst role, what do you think has been like one of the more ch- bigger challenges as an analyst as a whole? Um, I know this is an putting un- him on the spot. Well, that I'll, is, Zach, that's I'll, an interesting I'll, question. I was going to ask you too. Don't worry, Zach. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's it's a little the. The only tough part of it has been actually is when you're wrong because <laughs> you do actually get people call you out on it. And, uh, it, you know, it's kind of like you do all this work and you could do so many things right and then one thing wrong and then people still come at you about it. Um, I would say that has to be the hardest part about it. And that and just it's a lot. It's really time consuming. Um, yeah. So- it's a lot that we do, especially since we do it all for free. Um, on your own time and dime, man. That's just you. why, yeah, that's what, just why you have a passion for and just have to kind of enjoy doing it because if you don't, you're just going to you're gonna burn out real quick. And I've hit a point, man, because, I mean, I, I've, I'm in a lot of leagues, and this is my first year being an analyst as well. And, first of all, it's been really receptive. I mean, I'm sure you've seen a lot of, like, the bigger names are really cool people. Very yeah, surprised. That, that was – the most surprising thing I found out this year that all those big guys, they, they answer almost everybody, which is crazy to me. And I would have never thought that. And then, and then you have the guys that are like, like I was surprised that some of the guests willing to come on my podcast. Like I was like, I was like, what? Okay, sure. Like, like, why not? This is, this is happening. Like I actually fanboyed over a few people. I don't know if you've listened to some, like the Bogman podcast. I told him I was fanboying. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's, um, but it's cool because, they are just so, they are regular people. It's almost like meeting an athlete. You know, you when you get talk, a chance to talk to them, you realize that they are really are regular people, or they really are the people that you hear them on the podcast. And they are just. But that's the thing. People. That's been one of my things. Is like just realizing how cool this industry is as a whole and how welcoming it is. Yeah. But the expectation people people. I try my hardest. I answer everybody's questions as well. But I haven't had that issue. People haven't called me out for being wrong yet, and I know. Really? Well, see, I know I've been wrong. Well, There's, I. Because I put out a, uh, a stream for Velasquez last week. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing he something got, like that. He's, he was rolling through two and then got lit up for, I think, seven runs in the third. <laughs> and I had a couple people, you know, either in, you know direct message me or I think one guy actually put it right on there and said, thanks for, like, the loss or something. Well, yeah, but I think <laughs> it might like, be – Well, you know, I can't be right all the time. It went them all. Well, yeah, I mean – but that's I had a perfect th- record, you know, I'd, I'd be rich right now. <laughs> that's, and that's the thing. People, don't, people need to understand, and I don't mean to say people, like people as a whole, but it's unfortunate because, like you said, you put in all this work and effort, and you show your work, so to speak. Like you put it down on paper now with, the, with yeah. those uh, 
those graphs you put together. It's just some people just that's just what they do, man. I haven't had that issue, but I think it's different because you put out almost like a product every day. And you, you put yourself, it's almost like, you almost like what you do is almost like, it's like a step below DFS. Like, you know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't put out DFS lineups, but if you did, you know, damn well, people would be judging the crap out of them. Like, yeah. oh, well, this, this DFS lineup didn't make me any money, but the other five did. You know what I mean? Like same thing with your SP street, with your streamers, the last five we hit and you get, you go on a run for like two, maybe two bad ones in a row. People are like, oh, blah, blah, blah. it's a little yeah. different. What I do is a little different. I, I think what we offer is a little different because we don't offer a daily service so people aren't there to judge us daily i mean i have to say there have been some people who have kind of complimented me and said that they like how i put everything out there i mean at the end of every month i try and throw out there too like my record for the month what my era was all that kind of stuff um yeah i mean it's and you see and that big thing is what you're doing i think by claiming wins and losses it's a good thing like you're putting yourself out there like hey Look, I wasn't always right, but I did pretty damn good. I think that's a big deal. People need to take their losses, and I think you do a pretty good job of doing that. Yeah, I mean, I don't try to hide from it or anything. <laughs> I mean, the first month, my first month doing it was kind of rough. I think I broke even, and uh, I was starting to doubt myself a little bit, but then I went on a couple, you know, the next couple months I was going on some good runs, so it worked out. But, uh, I mean, honestly, like, 99% of my followers or people comment, they're all positive things and they all understand. Like I'm giving an opinion. You got to take it how you want it. And you got to also research for yourself. Um, I mean, no. I'm, there, I'm there to try and do as mo- most of the work I can for you. Why, why research for myself when I have you tell me the answer? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take a B minus instead of the A plus. You know what I mean? Like yeah. whatever, you're giving me good enough. <laughs> no, but yeah, you put in, so. you put in a lot of time and effort into it every day, man. And, I don't know how you do a daily thing because I'll tell you right now, man. I do like you know by like doing this podcast and writing once a week for fan tracks. I'm I'm halfway burnt out with you know between real life and that. And coming up to the end of the year, I'm kind of looking forward to a little break. To be completely honest, yeah, definitely, definitely. But it's funny be, doing this is funny because I, you know, if most of the time I care about what my streamer is doing. I barely even like look at my fantasy team yeah. nowadays <laughs> because I the account is a lot more important to me now. Um, and I'm the same way. Like I don't look at my teams nearly as much. I'm actually looking forward to giving out good, good analysis. And yeah. I don't follow, I, I've come to realize, and I'll let Zach finally chime in here in a second, but at least for, <laughs> at least, for me, well, Zach, maybe you can relate when you give advice, who to add, who to drop buy low, sell highs. I give, and I've been, we've been on record. I've given some really good advice. Like, really good names to go buy low and then literally a couple of days later they start going off on this hot streak and i've done some really good di- deep dives and as what well, not as far as like you know who to go buy and who to add and i don't listen to my own advice ever like i'm terrible i i give <laughs> I've, been, I've given some really strong good advice that might have helped people when they're like you know help make make them to their championships at this point or whatever but i've never i don't follow my own advice i'm i'm almost too lazy to go do the work after suggesting for other people to do it that's one thing I found is like one of my weaknesses as far as like I get, I, and I've given bad advice. I, I bet you I follow the, I follow the bad advice more than the good advice, but <laughs> the good advice, the good, good trades to go make the other stuff. It's like, I haven't done it. I, I find myself not doing it myself. That's something I need to balance better. Not just giving the advice, but actually following the advice I'm giving. Yeah. You should listen to your own advice. You should listen to me and George's advice too, especially <laughs> when we tell you to, uh, to not trade Pete Alonzo. 
Um, stuff like that you should listen to for sure. Tr- yeah, whatever. One, see, whatever. Alonzo for Correa. <laughs> that wasn't bad at one point until Correa got hurt recently. Okay. You shove it. Yeah, man. Don't, <laughs> don't doubt. I mean, we we put out some good content this past season. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, going back to the preseason, like, there were a lot of guys that we were really high on, and they've had some great seasons so far. Uh, so it's it's good to, uh, to kind of throw those names out for our listeners, and hopefully they listen to us, and hopefully it's helping them um, be at, at the top of the leaderboards in their leagues. And, yeah, it, it feels good to, to kind of uh, give back to the listeners, and, and hopefully they're, uh, we're, we're helping them out this season. So that's what it's all about. And just like you, Mike, I'm sure you've realized, like, obviously with good or bad, like, obviously the better you do, the more you grow and you get some doubters in between. But we've been fortunate as well. Like, our podcast was, like, literally getting, what, 20, like, like 50 downloads to start. Now we pushed. the first year with it? Yeah. Oh, wow. And we started, what, I actually, I started solo, which was the most awkward thing. Could you imagine coming on here and just talking to yourself? Like, and now it's like, I can't shut up talking to everybody else. Like I, this is like, I'm super comfortable doing this now, but I think all in all, I think, I don't know. I think people seem to be pre- receiving us pretty well. We've had some people suggest us. Some people have wanted to join the podcast. So we've made them happy. Cause I think one guy did tag you saying, Hey, why don't you jump on the pod, our pod? So I think it's our normal guy, Millie Rockin, wherever his name is. He's such a good dude, man. He's always out there supporting us. I can't think of his name right now. You'll see him. He'll be all. He'll probably, uh, Eminem. What? Eminem at Millie or at yeah. Millie on underscore on underscore air, dude. Great guy, man. He's been supporting our stuff since like day one, and he's the one who actually suggested that you get on our podcast once upon a time. Oh really? I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> back, back, well, back when you put out that tweet about getting on pods. Oh, or gotcha, doing right. a pod. He was like, yeah, "Yeah, join these guys and tag our podcast." I'm like, "We're trying. <laughs> We're ready." Yeah. Well, you know what? We rambled on again. We did it. Eminem, we did it. With all that finally said, I do apologize, guys. If you're still listening, like all five of you, <laughs> I do apologize because it was just good to have uh, Mike on. A little bit behind the scenes, um, Mike and I, we DM, we're in each other's DMs pretty frequently. Take that for what it's worth. Um, <laughs> and it was just finally good to get him on this podcast. And I thought this went relatively well. I would like to have you on again, Mike, if you're interested, of course. Absolutely. Perfect. We can make this regular occurrence. As always, guys, we appreciate you listening. I'm Mike. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Querland. That's the other Mike. You can follow him on his SP Streamer page at SP Streamer. It's not difficult to find. And, of course, don't forget about Zach. Even though I don't let him talk. You can follow him on Twitter at BrafZ. It was fun to get together with you guys. It was fun to have you on again, Mike. Um, don't forget to check us out on iTunes, leave a comment, a review. It's greatly appreciated. As always, guys, we will talk to you soon.